When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Local sports. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio. With amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. California now, Cody Goodwin. We've uh, already maintained that you are much younger, much more handsome. <laughs> but have you ever seen the Blues Brothers? I have not. No, I. A lot of the best concerts take place during the winter months when I'm I'm really really busy. Here's here's something. No, funny. no. Th- this is a this is from a movie. This is from a movie. Yes. No, I have not. It's a movie from early '80s. It was before my time, but I. Went back into it. It was one of the movies, though, that'd be showing on the time on cable growing up. So, Blues Brothers never even seen it, huh? Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't have the best uh, rap sheet when it comes to, uh, you know, movies that everybody else has seen. Okay, you're one of those. Yeah, you're, you're like I'm, my wife's that way. Yeah, where any cultural reference about a movie, she has no clue. I wouldn't say any. Okay, but there's a lot of them that go over my Caddyshack? head. I've seen that. I've seen okay, that. Yeah. you've seen that. All yeah. right. So I'm going back kind of that earlier time of comedies. The Jerk? I haven't seen that one. Oh, man. No. Steve Martin had I grew best. up on Adam Sandler, though. So Adam like, Sandler, you right. Know. And again, you're younger. So yeah. Happy Gilmore, that's more of your style. There you go. Big Daddy, those were, yes. those were hilarious movies. Good stuff. I like them, too. <laughs> so, all right, we can come together. <laughs> Blues Brothers, though. Put it on your list. Well, of course, as the song goes, Sweet Home Chicago, and that's where we go each and every Wednesday at 11.05. David Kaplan joins us, NBC Sports Chicago, ESPN 1000, as we talk the world of Chicago sports. Cappy? What is going on? Okay, I'm just listening to you and your partner. Yes. I don't know. Is, is this a joke? Serious? <laughs> it's, it's not a joke. So it's Cody Goodwin. He's a wrestling writer and does a lot of high school work for the Des Moines Register. He's 28. He's quite a bit younger. Cody's so has been dropped on his head a lot wrestling. Then. He doesn't know what the Blues Brothers is, a Caddyshack. Cody, live a little, man. Hey, man, I'm very insulated in my wrestling bubble, so all these, I just need to make a list, and I'll, I'll yeah. get after it in April, okay? Wow. <laughs> now, wrestling, like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. No, no, not or, that fake stuff, man. Get out of here with that. <laughs> well, you know, my father-in-law's in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, and his claim to fame is he beat Dan Gable. Oh, there you really? go. Really? I, I think. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, there weren't many yeah. that have beat Gable. Of course, uh, the I one know, happened. I know of two documented losses and against Washington. The kid from Washington in the NCAA finals. Yeah, there was uh, there was that the one. Maybe didn't beat Dan Gable. My father was in the Hall of Fame. He won the Illinois State Championship. He was third in the Nationals. Yeah. My father-in-law could flat-out wrestle, man. There you go. That's that, a real wrestling. The, the amateur, collegiate, high school-type wrestling. That's yeah. that's what we love here. That's what we're all about. Well, Cappy... I always tell him the real stuff is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't get under his skin at all. Yeah, no, he hates that. I'm sure, I'm sure. So, Cappy, uh, the news yesterday, it felt like we were going to the point where the GM seemed to be pretty much locked in, but the decision to go to Ryan Poles, a guy that was a player for a short time as an undrafted free agent, and going to the Kansas City Chiefs. I know a lot of people are already correlating, hey, we already tried this with Nagy as a coach and it didn't work. So how you come down and going back and trying to tap back in to that Kansas City pipeline? It's totally different. He's worked for three different regimes. You know, one guy was a pseudo-offensive coordinator. You know, I know Matt called plays for like five games, but Andy Reid is the guy that is in charge of the offense there. Uh, and Matt's a good guy. I know he's mad at all of us that we were critical of him to the degree we were, but, you know, he made $5 million for a reason, to bring an offense here, and it didn't work. So he, no tag days for Matt. There should be no tears. He's a good person. He'll go on and have a good career. It just didn't work here. But his failings here should have zero bearing on – Ryan Poles becoming the new general manager. What more do we know about Poles? We saw the young hotshot guy and Pace come in, had some good moments, but I think ultimately, I mean, the downfall becomes what happened with Mitchell Trubisky and the fallout from that. What do we know? What is different about him compared to some of the other young GMs that we've seen come into the league and and run things as the general manager? Well, he, he you know he outlasted three GMs in Kansas City, and every step of the way. He keeps getting promoted, mm-hmm. and he was a finalist at Carolina last year, Final Four. This year, he's Final Two for the Giants, Final Two for the Vikings, Final Two for the Bears, and on top of all of it, supposedly now the Bears outbid the Vikings, not just in terms of dollars, but in terms of power that they gave him in the organization. So we'll see what he does for the head coach. He's been involved from what I learned this morning The Bears have allowed their GM candidates to talk to their coaching candidates to see if there's a match that they could work together. So the fact that Dan Quinn or Jim Caldwell or Matt Eberflus or whoever else he talks to uh, could be the next candidate for or next coach means that he signed off on this or it wouldn't happen. Interesting. Of course, a lot of people point to ultimately this was McCaskey's decision. This comes from an organization as a whole that there's a lot of head-scratching moments here. How concerned does that leave the fan base? What have you heard from your callers on ESPN 1000, people knowing that ultimately whoever it was going to be as GM, it was George's decision, and George McCaskey doesn't exactly have a great track record of hiring football guys. Uh, You know, whatever George does, George could literally come to the podium and announce that he had reincarnated Vince Lombardi and Vince was going to coach the team. And people would be like, yeah, that's a dumb decision. The game's (laughs) passed him by. So George is not going to get any credit until he hires good people, gets out of their way, and the Bears win. Look, in the end, you know, Ryan Pace has to stand on his record 
and he missed on three top ten first-round picks. It is what it is. Uh, Matt Nagy has to stand on the fact that he ran an offense that never ranked above, I think, 22nd in the National Football League, and he was an offensive guru. And he never won a playoff game, nor did Ryan. So their numbers are what their numbers are, but until George hires the right people, maybe he did this time, maybe he didn't, but we don't give him the benefit of the doubt because he doesn't have a track record of success. Poles is a guy that I'm originally from Kansas City, um, trying to earn some brownie points back here. So I, I know a little bit about what goes on in, in the Chiefs front office and things that they do. But but Poles is a guy that he did a little bit of everything. Um, I know this last year he was the uh, director of player personnel, has been with the franchise for a little more than a decade, um, did some scouting, um, did some stuff with Kansas City's pro personnel department. Um, I believe he helped Veach with free agency signings. And we've seen how well the Chiefs roster has come together, especially over the last month or so, I would think. And, and really everything was on display Sunday night when they were able to win that barn burner against the Bills. Now that Poles is in Chicago and clearly a versatile guy who's worn a lot of different hats in Kansas City, what do you think is his biggest challenge now that he is in charge of, of this Bears organization and this roster? Like, What does he need to go work on first? Offensive line, 100%. Bears did not pay enough attention to the offensive line. You know, For all of Ryan's strengths, hitting in the fourth round, the fifth round, the sixth round, uh, hitting some home runs in free agency like Akeem Hicks, that was a really, really astute signing when he was let go by the New England Patriots. He's turned into one of our better players, swinging the trade for Khalil Mack. Uh, he never addressed tackle. He didn't. Jason Peters, at 40 years old, is not addressing tackle. So he drafted Tevin Jenkins. He barely got on the field as a rookie because of back surgery. Jermaine Effetti was a washout in Seattle, so we brought him here, played him at tackle after playing him at guard. All right. Nothing special. They had an undrafted rookie at center. So the offensive line never got paid enough attention to. And then they don't have playmakers. Allen Robinson's out of here. Allen Robinson's a good player, but I think he's vastly overrated. He's a good football player. I'm not denigrating him as a talent, but he is not a number one prime time. Oh, my goodness, we got a game plan to stop that dude. No. Now, Darnell Mooney in the fifth round, that's a really astute pick. Cole Komet, I think, is going to be a good player. He's a second-round pick. Jalen Johnson, second-round, very, very good corner. But, man, Bilal Nichols, fifth-round, good pick. I need some playmakers, man. I need – where's Tyreek Hill? Where's yeah. Travis Kelsey? Where's McCole Hardman? I mean, I need some of these guys. Need to build them up. I need to have a bunch of them, and that's – what has made Kansas City what they are? Of course, they got the right trigger man in Patrick Mahomes with those weapons also go a really long way. So for now, Ryan Poles, he will conduct interviews with, I wouldn't say the three finalists, but the three most talked about coaching candidates. Jim Caldwell, former Lions coach, and we've seen him around, former Iowa Hawkeye back in the dark days of Iowa back in the 70s. Dan Quinn and also uh, Eber Flus, uh, who has been all over the place as a D coordinator most recently with the Colts. Do you anticipate it's going to be those are the three finalists, or is Polls going to expand this list? I think those are the three finalists, and I fully expect them to move fairly quickly. I mean, if you said to me right now, oh boy, Adam Schefter's reporting, blah, 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 mm-hmm. that would not shock me in the slightest. Not even a little bit. But could they wait a couple of days? I guess they could. But if you want Dan Quinn... 
or DQ as they like to call them, you better move quick. Denver has them right on their list. And there are, what, nine open jobs now? Could Dallas end up saying, we're getting rid of Mike McCarthy, we're taking Dan Quinn? Very possible that could happen. They may keep McCarthy hoping they get Sean Payton in a year, but he's locked up for three more years, Sean Payton. So to get him from in a retirement booth, New Orleans retains his rights. The last time a primetime head coach was traded for was John Gruden from uh, Oakland to Tampa. And you know what the price was? Two number ones, two number twos, and $8 million in cash. Hmm. That's a lot to give up for a coach. Yes, it is. If it ultimately comes down to those three, Caldwell, Quinn, Eberflus, who do you like the most out of that group? Quinn. DQ. Sign me up. I said that to you, to you guys before they fired Matt Nagy yeah. officially when we knew it was going to happen. Dan Quinn is my guy, and I don't know him. I've never met the man. That guy, I think his personality, his style, everything will play to this city. This city wants that Bill Cowher style, hard-nosed defense, run the football, make plays in the passing game. We're not going to – there's no candidate out there that the Bears are going to look like the Chiefs looked on Sunday night. Just not going to happen. We don't have all those Tyreek Hill-type weapons, Kelsey and all these guys. We don't have that. And as much as I like Justin Fields, I think he's going to be a really good pro, we don't have Patrick Mahomes, at least not at this point. So my thought is get Dan Quinn, let him bring in Kevin O'Connell from the Rams, the OC there, who doesn't call plays. Next logical step for him before being a head coach calling plays and being successful at it. Uh, Mike Kafka's name is being floated around here as the OC because he's a Northwestern kid Mm -hmm. and he's the quarterback coach in Kansas City. So Ryan Poles knows him very well. So get me a dude like that with Dan Quinn. Let's play really tough, hard-nosed, Legion of Boom-style defense like when DQ was the defensive coordinator with the Seahawks, and let's go. Then you, of course, need to develop Justin Fields and whoever turns out to be the coordinator, the quarterback coach, all those different things. It's going to be a big conversation piece until they full out uh, fill out that staff. Cappy, with that, though, Justin Fields, what you want to see with him in this offseason, it really felt like he was saying everything right before the season began. Of course, had all the injuries, and Andy Dalton is going to be the number one and all that rhetoric that we had during the summertime. But what are you looking to see this offseason from Fields? I want to see Justin Fields embrace a new coach by all accounts justin's a great great person he's very coachable i want to see him embrace this new system and they put an offense together that gets him out on the edge utilizes screen passes runs the football effectively to set up the pass use play action and have him roll into camp fully in control of our offense and oh by the way oh we got a brand new left tackle like Olin Kruth said to me, and I think Olin knows offensive line play better than anyone alive. Olin said, put your money into the best left tackle you can get. Go get whoever it is, free agency, trade, draft pick, whatever you have to do to get a guy plug and play, he's the left tackle, and he's a stud. Move Tevin Jenkins to right tackle. Take Larry Borum, the young kid that played some right tackle this year, move him into right guard. Figure out what you're going to do with James Daniels, maybe move him to center. And then Cody Whitehair, and now let's go. All right, Cappy, we go from the Bears to a weird Chicago story. And, Cody, I think this one might interest you as a newspaper guy. 
the Chicago Sun-Times. Of course, that and the Tribune, something grew up reading all the time, every Chicago trip. For me, it always involves stopping and getting a newspaper and reading through, now recently over the last couple of decades, reading it online. They have been acquired by the public radio station, 91.5 WBEZ. A newspaper being part of a nonprofit entity. I don't cap, know if you have any thoughts on this one. Just struck me as incredibly odd. Yeah, it, it struck me as incredibly odd. I just want to know how being part of a public radio station will affect their ability to do journalism that we all want to read. I'm not talking about game stories because I truly don't believe anyone reads them. I don't. I don't read them. Why do I need to spend my time? And I subscribe to both Chicago papers, Tribune and Sun Times. Why do I need to read? Oh, the Cubs lost four to two. I look at my phone. I knew that as soon as the game ended. If I wasn't already watching it, so I, I want to know: Are you still going to be allowed to be opinionated? Can you, if you don't like what the Bears are doing, can you blast the Bears? Or no, we don't do that here because we're part of WBEZ. I, that's my big question. Can they endorse a political candidate? I don't believe that they can. Uh-huh. Can they do investigative journalism? That remains to be seen. I've never seen WBEZ doing some type of deep-dive investigative journalism. So is that going away? Because the newspapers, much as we malign them, they are the neighborhood watchdog. Interesting. Good stuff. Hey, Cappy, final thing. We'll get you out on this. The Bulls, we talked about them last week, and there were some injuries lingering. Now those injuries become certainly more impactful. This team kind of hanging by a thread, but the other night they got a win against Oklahoma City. Now with these injuries, though, What's next? Make the playoffs and hope for health? Is that kind of as simple as you can look at the Chicago team? Just, I don't know if I'd say make the playoffs and hope for health. I think you've got to continue to just grind, click off as many wins. I know they struggled to close out Oklahoma City the other night mm-hmm. and blew a 28-point lead uh, and ended up winning by one. Just keep clicking off wins. Whether you won by one or by 28, that's a win. So keep doing that. And then you got to get involved at the trade deadline. If you're truly going to get back Caruso and Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine's back and his knee's okay, game on. Let's go make a deal and get some interior strength. Cappy, as always, thanks for the time. Ken, he'll be back with us next week. He's doing a little sunning and fun in California, and uh, we'll see how Tanny gets. Thanks for your time today, Cappy. Have a great day, gentlemen. Go watch. Caddyshack and Blues Brothers. <laughs> out loud. On my list. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah. David Kaplan, our weekly conversation with him, taking a look at Chicago sports. It's presented by Centurion Stone of Iowa. You can find all kinds of things to make both the interior and exterior of your house look excellent. Go to centurionstoneofiowa.com. You can find out what they can do for you. Natural stone, stone veneer, or just stop by their showroom. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, Centurion Stone of Iowa. It's on your list now? You're it's on watch? my list now. It's on my Blues list Brothers. Now. Yeah, I, I, we got regional people yelling at me now, so good, I know good. i got to yes. go watch these things. It needs to happen from time to time. Well, we are going to go into your wheelhouse next. No, not the wrestling front. The Kansas City Chiefs front. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to join us next as we continue on. Taking you up till noon, Cody in for Ken, Trent Condon here. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. It's the final four, and that means... Only four teams you can still bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they're counting down to Super Bowl 56 with new customers getting 56-1 to odds on any team. 
bet $5, get $200 in free bets. All they have to do is win the game. Not a new customer? You can still experience the conference championships with their same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code KXNO. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5 to win 280 in free bets if they win. Again, promo code KXNO for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. I will only new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1- The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. For one, for podcasting. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Taking you up till noon, it's Miller and Condon on KXNO. Ken is in California. Cody Goodwin in for him. Cody... I got a theory as we welcome in Mitch Holtis here. You know, Aaron Rodgers is very Hollywood these days. Think he's trying to talk him into the Denver Broncos? <laughs> I mean, that that I feel like the Broncos were floated around as a potential landing spot they were. even last year. Yep. So, like, you know, where there's smoke, there's probably fire, right? Yeah, Ken, he's whining and dining Aaron Rodgers right now, trying to get him to Denver and his Denver Broncos. And somebody that wouldn't like the sound of that... Our next guest, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, he is Mitch Holtis. Mitch, what's happening? Bring him on. Bring him on. <laughs> Rogers in the division. Let's go. His girlfriend, right? His lady's from Denver. That's another tie-in. Uh-huh. You're saying Ken, Ken Miller right now is recruiting uh, Aaron Rodgers? I think it, I'm connecting so the dots here. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, or, or, it took him to a lot of Winnipeg Jets. Right. hockey game or Edmonton Oilers or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm, you know, there's a lot of cardiologists in the Des Moines area. I've met some of them. They're great. And I, I'm about ready to call all of them after this game we had Sunday. Guys, we could live two lifetimes. I kid you not. We could live two lifetimes and never see that game again. It was incredible. And there's not enough superlatives to describe the action. And for people that want to make arguments, hey, latest is always the greatest. We go and say that we just saw the greatest thing when it usually isn't the case here. At the very least, you can say that was the greatest two minutes of football we have ever seen. Well, if you can find 31 points in the last two minutes of regulation <laughs> and an overtime that lasted, what, about four, a little over four minutes, yeah. then 
find it for me and we could we can discuss it but if you can't which you won't then yes this was uh beyond amazing i don't even have the adjective for it uh honestly to tie the game in 13 seconds with a four percent chance of winning but i've also seen when i do training camp reports with you guys it's about the time they do something called special category they work on this all the time not necessarily 13 seconds but something like it and they had three timeouts which in my mind i even said on the air i think they can go middle twice with three timeouts, you can hit middle, middle twice, and they're going to be in a cloud technique, basically protecting the sidelines. And that's what happened. So the Chiefs tie it and then go win it in overtime. The decisions there for McDermott and company to, to play defense with the Chiefs timeout, Cody and I talked about it yesterday. Ken and I talked about it Monday. It just, it's still one of the most head-scratching decisions out there. Yeah, you play sidelines when you don't have a timeout. With three timeouts there and the ability and that double clutch from Mahomes, it's just one of those little things, those little nuances that separate him from a good quarterback to one of the best, certainly, we've seen of recent history. Yes, and McDermott's second timeout, after the Chiefs called timeout, he, he did the basketball thing. Oh, how did they line it up? And I'll call timeout, and so we're good. And then he went back. That's when Kelsey said, if they're in the same look, the Buffalo went to the same look. They didn't change anything from their timeout. And it gave the Chiefs a second timeout. And that's when Kelsey told Mahomes, hey, I'm not going to run the route we got called here. If they're in this defense, I'm just going to run. I'll give them a shimmy shake to the outside, but I'm going down the seam. And you can hear uh, on the uh, Nat sound, even on our air, we had the parabolic mics. Uh, if you listen to our games, you'll hear uh, Mahomes go, Kels, do it. Do it, Kels, do it. It's like the scene on Startskin Hutch when Wilson and uh, – and Ben Stiller undercover at Vince Vaughn's get-together, right? It's, it's do it, do it. Uh, but the fact that they called a second timeout actually allowed that big play to happen. So you don't always call the timeout defensively. You don't always call the timeout to freeze the kicker. You don't always call timeout to freeze the foul shooter. If I'm a foul shooter, I, lo- I want you to call timeout. Please. I get my legs underneath me. I can catch my breath, and I get relaxed a bit. So... Uh, anyway, yeah, there's a there's a thousand ways to look at that game, but there were some flaws in it. We we I mean we're going to sit here and talk about this game forever. Um, you know, even after this season formally ends, whenever it does for the Chiefs and and for you know after the Super Bowl and whatnot. Um, for you specifically, though, Mitch, when do you officially I guess turn the page and look ahead to you know the upcoming AFC Championship game, the fourth one the Chiefs have hosted in a row against a Bengals team that beat the Chiefs earlier this year? Like, have you already started your prep work on on what to expect this coming Sunday? Monday, maybe Sunday night at two a.m. when I finally realized what had happened. Like <laughs> another movie reference, this is this is Will Ferrell in old school in the debate scene against James Carville, like. <laughs> He goes, I don't know, that was perfect. Like, well, I don't even know what I said. Like, it was right away. Now, you cover wrestling. Think about a wrestling tournament when I'm in the semifinals and I pin some dude. I've got about, what, maybe five minutes to enjoy it because I now have to wrestle again. And maybe if I'm in a tournament, i got to wrestle again in maybe 45 minutes to an hour. That's what this feels like. It was an immediate turn. And, guys, you can pick your way that you want to look at this if you're from the Chiefs kingdom what advantage do you want do you want the rematch advantage 
because every one of these playoff games have been rematches of the regular season. Think how rare that is mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. But Andy Reid, since he's been head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs in in-season rematches, is 24-5. and five. Wow. And two of those five were in his first year. Another one was in his second year. Another one was playing the JVs against the Chargers in the end of 2020 when the starters didn't play. I mean, Andy Reid is uncanny with rematches. The other one you can pick is the revenge tour. Every one of these games, other than the Steelers, but these last two, or this last game, and this one coming up, are revenge games. And so there's no psychological advantage for the Bengals going, well, hey, we're not supposed to win. We're an underdog. Forget that. The Chiefs are bringing Thor's hammer to this one because they remember what happened in Week 16 in Cincinnati. Love the wrestling reference, for one. Always going to appreciate that. Especially... Well, well, let me talk, Cody, while you're on here. No, I told Trent, I said before we went on, I'm glad you're on here. Because here's why. Here's two big advantages over with this Chiefs team over the Super Bowl 54 champion and the Super Bowl 55 runner-up. Two things. Athleticism in young linebackers in Willie Gay Jr. and Nick Bolton. Uh, that, and Nick Bolton showed up with two big third and two plays. Those, that would not have happened in 2020 or 19. Mainly, 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 mainly the offensive line of the Chiefs. And two of them uh, were big-time wrestlers. Creed Humphrey, whose dad was a wrestling coach and wrestled collegiately at center, is the top-rated rookie in pro football focus. He will tell you one of the biggest reasons for his success in the NFL is his wrestling background. We just saw Nick Allegretti, big man touchdown, two weeks ago. Nick Allegretti was a big-time wrestler before he went to the University of Illinois. A lot of these offensive linemen of the nine now that are on the roster have wrestling backgrounds. So if you want an offensive lineman in the NFL, you got to find a superb athlete, but go find a wrestler because these guys will tell you it's why they're excelling. 1,000%. And you can throw Austin Blythe into that mm-hmm. crowd, too. I know he doesn't play a lot yes, for the Chiefs. Yes, sir. Williamsburg, Iowa. Exactly, yeah, three-time state finalist, or four-time state finalist, three-time champ, um, and for a long time he held the state's pin record. Like, he was, that guy, I mean, I've talked to Iowa wrestling coach Tom Brands, that guy had the goods, and he could have been a stellar collegiate wrestler, but football was obviously um, his path, uh, went and started, what, 49 to 50 games for the Hawkeyes, um, you know, was in the Super Bowl, I believe, with the Rams. Um, now he's here playing, um, you know, kind of a behind-the-scenes role, I would suppose, with with the Chiefs. Um, so love love that reference. I'm always an advocate for, one, multi-sport athletes, but two, specifically the link between football and wrestling because it is, especially on the offensive line, it works well with other positions as well, but especially on the offensive line, an invaluable um, experience for those guys because it helps them with hand fighting, leverage, understanding, you know, spatial awareness, that sort of thing. And we see a lot of that with Creed, and we saw a lot of that with um, Nick Allegretti, and you know, following Austin Blythe's career at Iowa, and then you know, as he's bounced around the NFL, like it's, 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 it's an, it's a ridiculous advantage that I want people. And every time I get the chance to you know, like tweet about it or write about it, I do because I just I want people to understand that you know, wrestling helps a lot of these guys at the National Football League. And even then, um, you know, there there are traits, I think, that translate as well from football to wrestling if, if guys end up wanting to pursue wrestling full-time collegiately and, and, you know, eventually internationally on the senior level. So I love that you brought that up. And core strength and force strength, you don't tell me that Tyree Kill, with his size, agility, and incredible power, for that size of a human, would not be like a middleweight star in wrestling. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of with his footwork and his people. They know he's fast, 
but he is so strong in his core um, and power and quickness. I would take that dude and make him a middleweight wrestler in 10 seconds. You mentioned Cincinnati and the revenge angle here and how good Andy Reid has been in these second or third matchups throughout the course of the season and what he does against these teams. Joe Burrow, there's something special about the guy. You can just see that. He exudes the confidence. He puffs on the cigar afterwards. He's got that little something extra. And they got some dudes offensively. Best course here for the Kansas City perspective. This game's a shootout in the 30s or... Look and make it more of a slugfest. What works best from the Kansas City perspective? To try to uh, handle all three phases. Mitigate the phase where you're not going to shut down Burrow, although it's been a little bit of a challenge for him in the playoffs. I mean, he, he gets sacked nine times and wins the game. Now, it tells you about his demeanor, where most humans would wilt under that kind of, of smoke. I mean, they just they bludgeoned him, and he still had enough to win the game. I'm going to get to the reason why they're in the championship game, though, in a second, and it's not what you've talked about yet. But Burrow is special. Let's don't forget he was born in Ames, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and his dad was on Nebraska staff, Iowa State staff, and we've had that story. But, yes, he's special. And if we have – I'm going to go change my metaphors here. Let's go to the Drake Relays. If you're going to have the javelin at the Drake Relays, aren't the top four in this league right now going to be Mahomes, Josh Allen, Burrow, and Herbert of the Chargers? Mm -hmm. That's going to be a heck of a javelin competition. But the fact that he can just launch it at the third level and do it so effectively, we saw that happen to the Chiefs and with Jamar Chase being so special. He's the Tyreek Hill. He's the closest thing to Tyreek Hill in the NFL that's not named Tyreek Hill. So they got a lot of weapons there. But, 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 guys, they're in this game because their defense has only allowed two touchdowns in eight red zone trips. And they are five over one in the giveaway takeaway. Hmm. They have five takes and one giveaway. They have won a 26-19 game and a 19-16 game. They did not win a game like the Chiefs have in 42-21 or 42-36. That is overlooked. Their defense, which isn't sexy as Buffalo's, has been resourceful and has made the plays when they've needed to make them, which is the new definition of defense in the NFL. I like that you brought that up, um, and especially the turnover thing, because I think a lot of people who may have watched or, you know, I didn't get to watch last week's game, the Bengals versus the Titans, but, you know, looking at the box score, it's like, wow, Tannehill turned the ball over three times, and that's you know obviously a large chunk of how that game was decided, but, you know, it... I, what do what do you feel like is the most important you know battle within the game right the matchup within the actual matchup that the Chiefs need to be focused on we saw what Jamar Chase could do you mentioned the defense we know about Joe Burrow's ability um, but at the same time you know this is a guy that you know the offensive line is not is not great in Cincinnati like what do you feel like is going to be the most important key or maybe the most important key or two to the Chiefs end up you know to to, to get this revenge game and, and and ultimately move on to the Super Bowl. Cody, they lost in week 16 to these guys because they had 10 penalties. Of the 31, 34 points the Bengals had, all but one drive was aided by one or two major penalties. Hmm. Horse collar, defensive pass interference, and a kickoff return for a touchdown that was taken off the board for the Chiefs that was nullified because of a holding call. Now, I'm going to give you coach talk here, but this is having 
being what you've done these first two playoff games. And as a just look at a few penalties the Chiefs have had. They've been so precise and so focused and so locked in in every phase that if you reduce just two of those penalties, you could you could drill these guys. Now, I want to respect Cincinnati. And there's they've got weapons all over the place. But for the Chiefs, and give a wrestling analogy, get after them. First period. Get them down. Don't mess around to the third period because you may not get a chance. The Chiefs only had three possessions in the second half of that 34-31 game in Cincinnati. Three. A penalty took them out of one drive, a holding call. Uh, another one, they get a field goal, but they, they weren't good in the red zone. Keep in mind, Cincinnati's been good in the red zone defensively. But your answer is for focus and precision. And the Chiefs can do that better than anybody in the league when they get in that mode. And I will tell you, in the last two playoff games, the Chiefs have been in that mode. Precision, great toppings, and the new New York-style pizza. Papa John's! All right, <laughs> so here we go, Mitch. You got the 2 o'clock kickoff. So that means one of two things. You can either oh, yeah. get that big order, have a late lunch leading into the game, or celebrate with Papa John's, or do it both ways. Celebrate afterwards with a few leftovers. So many options here, but you know it's got to start with Papa John's. Oh, yeah. And let me see that and raise you this. The New York-style big foldable slices with perfect for watching football and toppings out to the edge. You can get a New York-style one topping um, at, for 13 So 13 bucks. Go to PapaJohns.com, get it set up. But you can't tell me, do it real here. Uh, Cody doesn't have to cut weight, so he can go <laughs> for it. Uh, New York-style big foldable slices in sauce, toppings out to the edge. That feels like a championship-type uh, setup for the AFC championship. And for the Chiefs to host this game for an NFL record fourth straight time after going 48 years, uh, I'm, you know, I'm on Fox 17 every Friday with the Minute with Mitch. I go into not taking this for granted, boys. Whether you like the Chiefs or not, we are witnessing history, uh, and in many ways, it's it's uh, first time ever in the National Football League in, in historically. And so I'm trying not to take it for granted. It's been a great time, no doubt. Let's talk again next week and get ready for a Super Bowl. What do you say? Hold that pizza, get a single-leg takedown. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you think of that, Cody Goodwin? The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, yes. That's, I tell you what, he that's been his marquee call forever. Right. Um, and it wasn't until maybe a few years ago that I finally found that on a shirt. Oh, really? Kansas City like that's he's a legend is that the lucky shirt are you that, a lucky shirt guy <laughs> not really no no i just kind of you know like because i you've watched enough nfl football yeah. when you have a quarterback like you know a patrick mahomes and aaron Rodgers, a tom brady a, you know whoever you know you're you're very calm when you watch these games yeah. now because it's like hey you know what if you give him an opportunity he'll go do something cool with it eight times out of ten and so you know i was heart palpitations watching <laughs> chiefs bills last week but you know, I, there is a sense of calm when when you have the unicorn at quarterback, you know? Oh, it'd be nice to have. <laughs> Boy, that would be nice. We got to come back on the other side, and I got some picks. Yesterday, so 3-0 and on money. That's great. I gave out five yesterday. Two and three. Oof. That's not winning. 
We're going to win. Ain't about how you start. It's how you finish. That's right. We're going to continue the week here. My picks presented by Circus Sports when we come back as we take you till noon. Cody, in 4K, and it's Miller and Condon.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Occurring this spring. Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roof. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Put a wrap on the show. This is apparently Eric Church. That is. This is a little, uh, it's a little bit slower. He's Eric Trick Church is a good mix of like country, bluegrass, rock and roll. Um, this is definitely one of his more like pure country songs. So I was going to play a song for you in your final segment here with me today, and I said I don't know which would be the most uh, famous Eric Church song. So I just took a stab in the dark. I like it. This is this is a good one. I like this. It's a good style. Nice little slow. My wife loves this stuff. Yeah, she's a country music fan. Yeah. Hey, Talladega. There you go. I know that place. <laughs> this is one of his. This is like one of his all-time hits. Is it okay? Uh, so I picked a good one. All yeah, right, not too bad. Go. Not yeah. too bad. All right, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> well, Cody, certainly uh, want to thank you for giving us a couple hours here the last couple of days, taking some time out of the, your busiest time of the year. It's been a lot of fun and breaking down wrestling a little bit. Something that not exactly a strength of my partner Ken Miller. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me. And um, I mean, if there was a week to do it, it was probably this week, just with right. Iowa, Penn State, and. Um, obviously tapping into the chief stuff and then just kind of, you know, keeping tabs on everything else that's going on. So I appreciate you having me, man. This was a fun couple of days here. Yeah, it really has been. And, uh, well, next time Ken's away, we'll make sure to darken your doorstep again, see if we can get you to come in and have you in studio with us. With that, I got some picks here before that. Don't have anything on the list yet. Three of the big four in action tonight. You and I, 6 o'clock on the road for Evansville. Evansville's terrible. Todd Licklider's your coach. That's how bad they are. <laughs> you remember those days very well, Cody, when you were over at Iowa. Uh, you and I, though, a nine-point road favorite. Does seem a little bit hefty, but Evansville, as I said, is bad. Drake's on the road also tonight, 7 o'clock. They're at Illinois State. They're a slight favorite, 3.5. And, and finally, 7 o'clock tonight, Iowa State on the road for Oklahoma State. Oh, boy, just how difficult the schedule is and the Big 12 is. Feels like a really important spot trying to steal a road victory for the Cyclones tonight. And I grab it. In fact, I see it right now at DraftKings. It's at four. I think at four, I'm going to be jumping on Iowa State for tonight. But my official plays for the evening. Got a few of them, as we always do, in college basketball. Start things up. Early tip in the SEC. Five o'clock today. Florida goes on the road for Tennessee. Florida, really inconsistent this year. They had talent, but they just don't feel like they can put it all together. Tennessee has been great at home. It's a big number. I'm going to lay it. I'm going to take Tennessee minus the nine and a half. On the other side, Providence and Xavier. Xavier, they've only covered one of the last seven games. I'm going to grab the eight and a half here. Give me the Friars with pick number two. Michigan, 
I think they're figuring it out. They're back home for Northwestern. I'll lay the big number here. Give me Michigan minus the seven and a half. Miami, they have been maybe the class of the ACC, not Duke. It has been this Miami team. They're getting five at Virginia Tech. I'll grab the points there. And then going to go back to the well with the team that I don't know why. I watch a lot of Ole Miss basketball, apparently. <laughs> and I'm on the Rebels once again, plus four and a half at home against Arkansas. So there he is, five-pack of games here for tonight. Got some other picks as well as we get out of here. One final thing, Cody. Mentioned Carver on Friday, Iowa-Penn State. That's going to be great. We got tickets to give away right now. Iowa versus number 6 Purdue tomorrow at Carver. If you can go, dial us up. We'll take caller number 6. The Boilermakers are ranked number 6. 284-5966. Two tickets for Iowa-Purdue, courtesy of Fuller Family Dentistry. 284-5966. Murph and Andy coming your way next here at 1 o'clock on KXNO.